2024 basketball prospect Jalen Shelley has named Louisville as one of his top schools after taking an official visit to the Cardinals program over the weekend. We're going to talk about that recruitment in the Louisville women's basketball team's season-ending loss in the Elite Eight to Iowa on Sunday evening on today's episode of the show. So with that being said, let's get right on into it. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. I also do some PA announcing work for the university in various schools. I want to take this time to personally thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team every day. To begin the show, we're going to talk about 2024 basketball prospect Jalen Shelley taking an official visit to the Cardinals program and the four-star uh, guard slash forward named the Cardinals as one of his top schools moving forward. We will then discuss the Louisville women's basketball team's season-ending loss to Iowa in the Elite Eight on Sunday evening. And then to conclude the show, we will discuss the senior class that will be leaving the program. So, um, to begin the show, we will uh, start in the men's basketball recruiting section where uh, there's been a lot of recruiting talk over the past couple weeks. I mean, the transfer portal is um, as busy as it's ever been. There's been three new additions to the team for next season, one transfer into 2023 recruits, and then we talked about Carter Bryant as well, a top five player in the 2024 class, but hasn't been a ton of 2024 news in the grand scheme of things. But in the middle of last week, it was announced that four-star prospect Jalen Shelley would be taking an official visit to Louisville um, the next weekend, which if you're listening to this now or watching this now, this is being recorded on Monday evening, so the previous weekend. And the weekend went so well that Shelley went on record and said that Louisville was one of his top schools. Um, Shelley is ranked as the 53rd best prospect in the country, according to the 24-7 Sports Composite. Six foot seven forward uh, from Frisco, Texas, placed for Prestonwood Christian School or Prestonwood Christian High School. Um, like I said, 2024 prospect, uh, very very um, elite forward in the Texas area. Um, in an article that he spoke with. 24-7 sports Cardinal authorities Jody Demling. He raves about the experience. He went to the NCAA tournament games at the Yum Center this past week, and he had this to say uh, about the the visit. I really liked what uh, he has planned, you know, meaning Kenny Payne, and the direction they are headed in. There was a lot to like. I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, I learned a lot about Coach Payne and what he wants for his program. He means business, and he's a really good coach. He goes on to say, um, look at Coach Payne's past and all of the guys that he's coached. He's such a great guy and a great coach. It's so nice in discussing the Yum Center and they had all the March Madness stuff up, and it's such a nice arena. So um, about as good as you could have hoped for regarding the visit outside of maybe getting a commitment, but regardless, very solid that uh, he had a good time. Um, it seemed like 
gelled well with the staff and had a good experience not only on campus but also um you know the facilities and getting to experience March Madness which if you haven't you know experiencing the NCAA tournament especially the second weekend specifically those elite eight matchups um I've had you know uh, a very solid um you know, opportunity over the past couple seasons. I was at the Kansas Villanova 2016 Elite Eight and then the Virginia Purdue Elite Eight, both at the KFC Yum Center. And it is an atmosphere that is just unrivaled. So for a recruit to be able to witness that in the, um, you know, the respective college arena would be huge um, for Louisville in terms of recruiting. But the visit went as well as to suggest from Shelley himself that. Louisville's one of his top schools moving forward. Um, so what would he bring to the table to Louisville? And what, uh, or why would it make sense for him to come to Louisville? Um, according to 24-7 Sports recruiting analyst, um, excuse me, let's see, Brandon Jenkins, sorry, the name uh, escaped me for a minute. He had this to say. Shelley is a long and lean lefty forward that is very talented. He has a good feel for the game and shows the ability to make plays with the ball in his hands. His offense usually comes in transition where he flourishes and has the instincts to make the right play. The biggest knock on him is his motivation to play with an elite motor. Shelley has the upside to play the game of basketball on an elite level, but needs to add more aggression to his play, asserting himself and leading with his athleticism and feel to make the right decisions off of a live dribble will determine his ultimate level. Um, also, kind of adding on to that, um, 24-7 Sports National Basketball Recruiting Analyst Travis Branham uh, says that his size, length, and athleticism and skill set for the position are all impressive. He's fluid, can put the ball on the deck, make shots from three, and is a good passer. There's an immense natural talent there, and he's clearly turning the corner from prospect to player. Um, so uh, needless to say, Shelly, a very, very talented prospect. Um, what's very interesting about this recruitment is that, you know, or is the creation ability for his size. You know, it's not every day where you see players, you know, 6'7", 6'8", 6'9", that are able to create off the dribble like Jalen Shelly, a very, very extremely athletic player who, uh, like Jenkins says, very solid in transition. Uh, does a good job of you know getting up the court with the ball in his hands in transition. Um, you know attacking mismatches. It's extremely tough. I feel like to stay in front of Shelley because of his ability to handle the basketball, and he has shown that uh, shot creation ability off the dribble. Which uh, for being six foot seven with that athleticism, easier said than done to be able to keep that in check if you are an opposing defender. So uh, you can see why uh, college scouts would be extremely high on his game. You look at some of the offers that he has, um, Alabama, Houston, Kansas State, LSU, Oklahoma State, TCU, Tennessee, Texas, Texas A&M, Texas Tech, um, you know, so on and so forth. So there's some very solid, um, you know, programs going after Shelly. One thing that interests me is the deviation and the differentiation in the rankings. Um, according to 247sports.com, he's ranked as number 106. In the composite, he's number 53. So that means one of the other recruiting sites, whether it's ESPN, On3, or Rivals, has him rated um, a decently amount higher, or those three are higher than 247sports. 
So that just leads you to wonder, okay, who's right? You know, is 24-7 sports more, you know, is that going to be more reliable in this sense, or is it closer to the composite? I think that that's still to be determined. Um, I've seen some little fans um, get a little bit concerned about the motor, uh, and, and I guess that is a concern um, if you hear about a player that doesn't have an elite motor. But, I mean, we're talking about a junior in high school, about to be a senior. Um, you know, I don't necessarily put too much into that right now. Um, because you watch the film, and I think the film doesn't lie. I mean, you, you see, I, I think sometimes we can get really, really, um, we can start to micro-criticize things, and if the motor's the one main thing that you focus on, I mean, sure, it's a, it could be used as a criticism, but at, at this point in time, I mean, I, I'm not wor- worried about that too much because of the talent that he has. Um, granted, you know, Louisville fans that just watched a team that struggled with consistent effort, I would understand where that would come into play as maybe something that you will get and have, have some concern about, but I'm not necessarily worried about this particular recruitment. I think that Shelly has the ability to be an absolutely phenomenal player at the collegiate level. Um, and then obviously for Louisville or coming to Louisville, that would make sense, you know, a power five program where he could see the court early. Um, you know, great facilities, as he said, Coach Payne, obviously building that relationship with. So that's something to focus on as well. But overall, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot to like about Jalen Shelley's game. I'm going to focus on the positives rather than the one criticism um, at this time. And um, I think that, you know, there's some uh, potential there. There's some possible real star level potential there if, you know, he's able to refine uh, his skill set offensively and being able to uh, take that next step. Um, as a basketball player so I'm glad to hear that he had a great visit and I'm glad to hear that Louisville is one of his top schools moving forward I'm interested to see who also gets visits along with Louisville and see what a possible uh, decision time frame may be for Shelley moving forward so um, we're going to take a little bit of a step um, in a different direction, uh, head over into the women's basketball side of things where the Cardinals unfortunately lost in the Elite Eight to the Iowa Hawkeyes, 97-83 to in the Elite Eight on Sunday evening. We'll talk about that loss here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Built Bar. The Built March Madness app is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar. It's been my favorite for quite some time. You can vote, and when you do vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky locked-on listeners will get a free box of Built. Not only that, but one locked-on fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's Best Bars delivered monthly straight to your door. You have to try Built. It has all the healthy components of a protein bar and all of the tasty benefits of a candy bar. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick over at BuiltMarchMadness.com. Okay, heading on into the second segment of the show, the Louisville Women's Basketball Team's tournament run was cut short on Thursday, or Thursday, I'm sorry, Sunday evening when they lost to the Iowa Hawkeyes in the Seattle Regional, 97-83. to um, The Cardinals, the five seed in the, in the region that saw Stanford lose in that round of 32, was a win away from getting to back-to-back Final Fours, but they ran into one of the best players in the country, and a red-hot offense in the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Caitlin Clark was the story 
in this one. 41-point triple-double. Um, she had 41 points to go along with 12 assists and 10 rebounds. There was talks of um, the official scores um, giving Caitlin Clark a rebound that she didn't get late in the game. I don't care. I mean, 41-12-9, and 41-12-10, what's the big difference there? Um, the storyline was that she was absolutely fantastic, and you sometimes just have to tip your cap and uh, say respect and move on. Um, Iowa – was an extremely solid um, was on an extremely solid tear last night. Shot fifty four percent from the field, forty six percent from behind the arc. I mean, look, it's going to be hard to beat a team that shoots fifty percent from fifty four percent from the field, makes sixteen threes, almost fifty percent of their threes, and then makes twenty three free throws. Louisville, I mean, didn't necessarily play all that bad. I mean, they had eighty three points. If you would have told me that the Cardinals scored eighty three and lost by double digits. I mean, it's it's hard to really be mad at that performance. I mean, defensively, it was a little uh, not necessarily to be desired. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if a team scoring 97 on you, I mean, there, there's really not much more you can do. There is a situation to where, I mean, you have to guard open shooters. There were too many situations last night to when they tried to send the help defense at Caitlin Clark, and she just found the open player. And that's something that, you know, you can't – Overlook is her ability to find open teammates that um, honestly is almost as impressive as what she's able to do scoring the basketball and what makes her as difficult uh, to guard as she's been all year long. Best player in college basketball this season, but um, not necessarily something to uh, really um, gloom over because at the end of the day, I think that this team definitely um overachieved you know a five seed coming into the ncaa tournament i understand that they were playing their best basketball as of late um really took it to notre dame in the acc semifinals and then held their own against virginia tech but um you know a five seed if you would have told me before the tournament that this team was going to make it to the elite eight i would have you know taken that outcome uh 10 times out of 10 and twice on sunday so um you know it is what it is um unfortunately it was a situation to where I think that Louisville had their opportunities in this game. Um, you know, went up eight to zero early on. Had situations to where uh, just gave up too many open shots. Had too many costly turnovers to where they got stops, but turnovers out of bounds. Um, you know, you know, being able to just capitalize on those turnovers. I mean, the Louisville ended up turning the ball over 14 times. I mean, they turned the ball over less than Iowa, but they just weren't able to capitalize on that. And then that kind of goes back to um, you know the second chance points. Um, Iowa had one more rebound, which not necessarily too much more of a, of a deviation there, but it's kind of one of those things to where Louisville known as a defensive team, great offense will almost always triumph over great defense in, in a lot of cases. So, um, one of the situations to where you look at and, um, it just is what it is. So end of the season for the Cardinals, um, they end the year 26 and 12, not necessarily how, a lot of fans and analysts had it predicted for the season coming in as a uh, top 15 to 20 team in the country and end up being uh, a five seed in the NCAA tournament, I think puts a lot of emphasis on what Jeff Walls needs to do in the transfer portal. But um, that is a conversation for a different day. There are definitely a lot of spots to be able to, uh, you know, to address that and to address those needs in the portal. Um, a lot of losses that we'll talk about here in the final segment of the show coming up here shortly. But um, 
overall, I mean, I, I think that, you know, there will be a lot of people that kind of complain about the officiating here. And look, I think that there there's a there's an avenue to talk about that stuff. And I think that it's not something that um, I like to talk about officiating a ton because I think it's lazy to say that a team loses to insert team here because of officiating. And that's just not the case, especially when you give up 97 to your opponents. But there, I mean, there were some situations last night, especially early in the game where um, Olivia Cochran got knocked to the ground, a, a blow to the face. And, you know, there was an offensive foul call, but not looked you know, at further for a possible flagrant, not looked at for a possible ejection. Uh, there were some other instances where I, I think Caitlin Clark got away with some push-offs and she got that star treatment. But uh, like I said, that's to be expected. And um, I'm not going to be one to, you know, claim conspiracy or anything like that. I mean, I think it is what it is. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, something that you just have to, um, you know, accept it for what it is, tip your hat, um, you know, to the Hawkeyes moving forward. I mean, this is a team that, um, you know, all starters, I think they led NCAA history with 90 uh, starts between the starting five. So, um, unfortunately, I think that turnovers and um, just overall leaving players open, perimeter shooting defense was another issue for the Cardinals in this one. So, ultimately, just something that you just have to, like I said, tip your cap and move forward. So, um but uh, like I said, to conclude the show, we'll talk about uh, the senior class that will be moving on here in the next segment after we talk about our friends over at FanDuel. The tournament almost over. Final four here in the next weekend. There's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets. If your first bet doesn't win, just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up today. To claim that no-sweat first bet, you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads, which team will be cutting down the nets, and more. Don't miss your shot at no don't miss your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, heading into the final segment of the show, uh, discussing the 2023 senior class that will be moving on from the Louisville women's basketball team. Uh, a lot of players to discuss. Makasa um, Robinson, Chrislyn Carr, Morgan Jones, Liz Dixon, and, um, and Josie Williams and Narika Kono. Um, like I said, very instrumental in getting Louisville to where they are as a program, whether it was multiple year players in Mikasa Robinson that stayed all five years or incoming transfers that only played one in Jones, CeCe, and um, Josie Williams all played their own respective roles for this team and for this program. Um, obviously, the big name here, Mikasa Robinson, the number one player, uh, in the number one in career games played here at the university. Granted, she did have that fifth season to utilize, but nonetheless, um, an instrumental uh, piece to this Cardinals team, to this Cardinals defense, and to this program as a whole. Um, obviously, not necessarily a, a player that was ever known as a scorer, never averaged over six and a half half points per game um but this is one of those situations to where a player's impact spans well beyond the stat sheet well beyond uh what she was able to accomplish in the box score uh one of the better on-ball defenders in Louisville history um I won't go as far as saying the best defender in, in Louisville history because um you know I think that's for Angel McCautry but um definitely one of those players that um 
you know, if you're playing against Louisville, that's not a player you want guarding you. But overall, um, you're definitely going to miss Casa, uh, miss, you know, how unapologetically Louisville she was, you know, five seasons being able to play a, a key role, you know, hustle plays all over, um, never took a playoff. And one of those players, you know, Jeff Wall said throughout a senior season or this past season, you know, Mikasa epitomized what it meant to be or what it meant to be a Louisville Cardinal, you know, that grit, that determination, that, um, you know, that premier and signature toughness that, uh, you know, players of this program embody, but uh, definitely a player that is going to be missed. And this is going to be an impact that I think moving forward, um, it's not going to be one of those instances to where you're, it's going to be one of those instances to where you won't understand the impact that she leaves until unfortunately she's gone. And, um, that is now a very real reality as we are in the post Mikasa Robinson era here at the Louisville. Uh, moving right on along, um, obviously the incoming transfers. Uh, there are three of them: Morgan Jones, CC Carr, and Josie Williams. All played their respective roles. Um, I, I would probably argue, as far as saying all three of them never necessarily lived up to the expectations that any of them uh, had coming in, but. Um, that's not to say that they didn't contribute in, in very solid ways. Morgan Jones, average nine a game, um, was uh, put on you know the second unit and played as a as a rotational player, sort of halfway through the season in ACC play, uh, but really started to uh, give some solid minutes in the NCAA tournament. Um, defensively speaking, for sure, had some big time performances this season. Uh, looking at, I'm trying to remember which performance it was. It was a 25 point and 10 rebound performance against her former team at Florida State. Uh, CC Carr was an extremely solid three point shooter for Louisville uh, for the conclusion uh, of the season. Josie Williams, on the other hand, um, didn't necessarily see an instance to where she played a ton, only eight minutes per game, but still three points per game. Had some solid performances here and there. Um, the other two seniors, Narika Kono um, and Liz Dixon. Dixon transferring in from Georgia Tech, played three seasons. I'm sorry, four seasons with the Cardinals. Um, a very steady post presence for the team, both on offense and defense. Um, never necessarily took that next step um, after averaging eight points per game and five rebounds per game in 2020-21, but still provided some solid minutes off the bench, started a couple games here and there, uh, was an extremely solid player for the Cardinals moving forward. Or, I'm sorry, um, was an extremely solid player for the Cardinals in her time at Louisville, both uh, defensively and offensively. Um, and then obviously Narika Kono, um, the Last but not least, um, senior we're going to talk about today. A um, couple seasons with the Cardinals coming in from Japan. Played four seasons with Louisville. Only started eight games all coming this past season. She was inserted into the starting lineup kind of at the back end of that uh, senior season and had some solid performances shooting the basketball. Um, a rotational guard in her time at Louisville. Um, but uh, definitely, like I said, all of the – Six seniors moving on will be missed. And like I mentioned, this is an opportunity now for Jeff Walls to really revamp this roster um, and try to gear towards a national championship run. And his work's cut out for him. I mean, you have UConn, you have your South Carolinas. Uh, you know, now with Kim Mulkey at LSU, you have to assume that, you know, the way she's recruiting, that they're, they're going to get to a level that, you know, potentially Baylor was in, in the 2010s. So that's something to focus on. So, um, 
hopefully, you know, Louisville is able to figure things out in the NIL department, which it seems like they're going to. It seems like they're doing that uh, from some people that I've talked to. Um, but definitely something to look forward to in that regard. So um, definitely uh, grateful for the senior class and wish them the best of luck in their future endeavors. So uh, to conclude the show, thanks again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen today. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court, plus hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. We are about at about 1,300 YouTube subscribers. Thanks to everyone that is liking, sharing, rating, subscribing to the podcast on all streaming services. Uh, But that's going to wrap up today's episode of the show. Everyone have a great day, and we'll see you right back here really soon.